Welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast brought to you by Bright Pearl. Want to turn your business into a cash generating machine? You've come to the right place. This bite-sized podcast reveals the technology secrets fueling the world's fastest growing online brands. And for our host, we have retail industry expert, Caroline Baldwin. She'll be sharing her own wisdom and experience as she interviews high growth e-commerce brands to uncover their secret tech tools and tips for success. Let's get started on supercharging your growth. Here's Caroline. Hello, I'm Caroline and welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Today we're speaking with Ralph Broadbent. He's the CEO at Pinter. Ralph, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about this chat today. Um, Pinter seems like an incredible brand. I'd love you to share a little bit more details about the business with our audience. If you could start there, that would be great. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so, so as you said, we're called Pinter and we invented something called a Pinter. Uh, the Pinter gives you fresh beer at home. So, um, beer is not like wine. Wine gets better with age, but beer doesn't. And you can ask pretty much any brewer in the world and they'll tell you fresh beer is the best beer. Now, um, there's loads of great places to have fresh beer, like tap rooms and places like that, but you can't actually have fresh beer at home. So, um, until we launch Pinter. So, and, and with it comes loads of big benefits. And so, like, if you think about it's crazy that you would basically take a reusable water bottle to work, right? And because uh, you don't want to have loads of single-use containers at work, but then at home, you'll sit at home and you'll throw, you know, tens of cans and bottles in the bin a week uh, because that's all you can get your beer in. So Pinter is also a big, big step forward in sustainability. So it's because it's the only beer in the world that goes through letterbox. So every 17 cans or bottles, that, that, that will play, that's replaced by one fresh press. So there are various advantages of it, but that's, um, that's what we invented and that's what the business does. Fantastic. And where has e-commerce come into helping you get to where you are right now? Have you? We, did you start online? Tell us a little bit about that journey. It actually took us quite a few years to arrive at Pinter as a concept and to develop it. But like, um, one of the key things was making sure you could deliver beer through letterbox. Now, there's quite a few advantages of that, you know. Um, but but obviously, you can be at work. So so at the moment, right? If you remember Amazon, like about. Three or four years ago, I think they spent like hundreds of millions of pounds trying to get into delivering beer to people. And it's just rubbish because like you have to sit at home waiting for your beer to arrive so you could sign for it. Because with Pinter, there's no alcohol at the point to sell, you can just order it and while you're at work, it gets delivered through letterbox. And so it's a really convenient e-commerce solution. So beer in terms of e-commerce, it's not necessarily a great fit because because you have to be into sign for it and so it almost becomes easier just to nip to the shop and get it a lot of times people but but kind of yeah it, it has a really good e-commerce advantage yeah i can imagine so your year-on-year growth rate i've got down here has been 626 percent, which has actually led you to be number one on the uk lightning 50 list of fastest growing brands and you're the fastest growing brand in london how how, how have you achieved that uh, well, that's that's actually amazing to hear. I didn't know that was the case. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think you know uh, our, our business is probably quite different to a lot of businesses. I think so. Before this, I ran a music festival business, and every year we would grow. You know, whatever. Even if we smashed it, thirty to forty percent a year, twenty percent a year. But Pinter, a huge amount of work went into inventing the product in the first place. You know, that took years, and um, when you finally bring it to market, like. You just see a massive jump. It's a bit like when you launch a vaccine, I suppose, isn't it? It takes years and years and years to launch a vaccine. Then the day launch, you start selling really well. And like, you know, we've got loads of stuff wrong in the last couple of years, but like, definitely customer appetite was just massive for the product. You know, we went on sale. We didn't have, we didn't have one pint in stock. We just went on sale. And in about 30 days later, Times, Time magazine listed us as one of the best inventions in the world that year. And then that just propagated loads of other press. And before we knew it, we had like, 
you know, we were selling like thousands of pints a month and um, struggling to fulfil demand, you know, um, and that 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 was that was true for many many months basically. So yeah, so so I don't. Know. I think the key thing is the amount of time we spent in development versus you know incremental growth year on year. So this incredible growth that you've achieved and a huge congratulations on getting that number one slot, by the way. How has that all of this equated into your year on year revenue numbers? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we're only in our sort of second full year now. So but in our first full year of trading, we did like just show six million revenue, um, which, you know, and in the last quarter of the year, we didn't we actually had no stock at all, basically. So that most, you know, that was um it was quite a lot to do in, in the time we did it. And I think, you know, uh, I think anyone who's been through that sort of growth journey is like, I'm, I'm sure you can understand, like, you know, it was immensely difficult to operationally deliver that. <laughs> to go from a standing start, you know, because when we launched, it was just me and like, you know, just a handful of other people. You know, we were physically manufacturing the pints ourselves. And then like within 15 months, we had like 211 staff and we were doing, uh, actually it was a very good strategic decision, but we were doing everything. We were manufacturing pints, you know, the fresh presses, the refills, customer service, the, the the dispatch of the products. We know we were inventing our next generation of products, sales, marketing, everything. You know, we were just stretched way, way too thin as a business. But um, but you know, the revenue numbers were really good. <laughs> and I think that, that 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 you know, during the last year we've been very, very focused on trying to build a better business, you know. Um that's fantastic. So so you talked already about some of the challenges that you've faced. How have you managed to fix some of those challenges? And what are some of the challenges coming down the pipeline right now that you're a bit concerned about? So, so I think the biggest thing that we got wrong was we, we tried to do too much. And it's one thing trying to do too much if you're selling like, you know, if you're doing like 50k revenue a month. But if you're doing too much and you know, your revenue is growing enormously, like that, that just manifests itself in just loads of problems. And like I said, we were doing probably each one of these things we were doing, like just the dispatch element, that could be a business on its own. Just the manufacturing element could be a business on its own. We were doing all these things. And so I think our biggest mistake was we spread ourselves too thin. And then so we actually refocused as a business and um, decided what, what we're actually going to be world-class at. Now it's a really big moment for a company and we sort of restructured um, to, to, to build teams in those particular areas rather than trying to do everything. And so we outsourced like the manufacturing of pointers, for example, um, the manufacturing, sorry, the dispatch, you know, so, but we've held on to some things that are super important to us. So, um, for example, the, the future development of the product, like there is no one better in the world who understands how to make great beer at home, you know, and that, that's a really cool competency for us. So there, there's some things we held on to, some things we outsourced, and I think that was probably one of the biggest learnings, just like finding, being clear about what you're going to be good at, because you can't be good at everything. Trustpilot, trusted reviews read by millions of consumers turned into revenue. But how exactly can reviews impact revenue? Our webinar on the 23rd of November, titled Make Your Reviews Work Harder, will leave you fully equipped with the knowledge on how to use reviews to fuel your business's growth. We want to make it easy in tough times for businesses to unlock the power of consumer reviews, so we'll be teaching you all of our tips and tricks to get started. Sign up to the webinar today and you will receive one month free on our standard plan to get you started on your review journey. Head to marketing.trustpilot.com forward slash make your reviews work harder. Of course. And talking about some of the technologies that you've been using to help you with that kind of outsourcing bits and pieces. So um, do you want to talk about talk us through some of the things that you've developed over the last um, couple, of, couple of months, year or even some of the uh, products that you've used to really help you? 
I mean, I think, I think we're, we're super lucky in terms of the timing of launches you talked about, you know, so things like Shopify and Clavio, um, and, and you know, we have a, a single customer view that's powered by our, our data software, Helistics, which is awesome. You know, the amount of insight we get, you know, from from how our customers are, who our customers are and all this sort of stuff is just like next level. Now, we have an unbelievable guy running our our data stuff, but at the end of the day, one person. I'm pretty sure 10 years ago, you've had to have 50 people to get the kind of output we've got now. Um, so these off-the-shelf systems are massively helpful. And it sort of ties back to like, you know, that cool competency thing, like not having to reinvent the wheel on, you know, how you're going to send emails or, you know, how you're going to manage your data and and sticking to where, where are you actually really adding value. And in our case, obviously, for example, it's like customer service. It's like, you know, uh, how how do you make the best beers possible at home, and what what, what tools do people need? You know, and our innovations around that, and um, then we have this app that we've launched, which is, is amazing for helping people make better beer at home, basically. And so, I know, I, I think the blend of using off-the-shelf systems, the more you can not reinvent the wheel, the better. And and it's a great time at the moment. Loads of amazing companies around the world offering, like, like, like we said, Shopify, you know, um, Clavio, Holistics, amazing platforms. And you talked about the app. I can imagine your product lends itself really well to a community and learnings and, and content and things like that. Tell us a little bit about your your fans, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, so, so I mentioned earlier, I used to run music festivals and, um, you know, music festivals have really, you know, really strong fan bases and, uh, you know, you really engage with them. But when we launched Pinter, it was something we didn't see coming. It is next level. Like, Pinter sits at this crossroads of, like, always saying that if you brought a cake into the office, everyone would want to try it. Everyone would want to know how you've made it. But, you know, everyone's super interested to find out about it. And then you also, if you're meeting up with someone, you might say, let's go for a coffee or let's go for a beer. Like, this is a super social thing. So at this crossroads of, like, craft and um, and socialness, like, that's where Pinter lives. And so the, this community just grew and it, they were massively engaged and, um, you know, and... It's been amazing for us, you know, like they've offered a huge amount of support and obviously, you know, it's been a bumpy road at times and, um, you know, they really hold us to account on making sure what we do is like, is world class, you know, and they're like, um, and, and they also help us in that as well, you know, like they're super, just, just super supportive basically and I think without the community, we definitely, definitely wouldn't have as good a technology as today as we do yeah. because that they're, they're you know it's just a real time feedback that you launch something your customers are, they either love it or they hate it you know very quickly you know and so um you know whereas if you didn't have that direct consumer e-commerce community like you know if we were just on say in tesco or something like that it was like ages for, for to find out really how well our products are bearing whereas now we know within like very very short space of time so do you have a subscription element to the business as well and how does that kind of tie in and how many people are on subscription versus buying one off yeah so subscriptions and um, so so we have this fresh beer club which is basically our subscription service and ultimately um it allows you to get you know get a better, get a better price on your beers now our beers are already like very competitive so it's about like 17 cans of craft beer delivered to your home is about 40 pounds from a typical brewer um, and with us it's like 15 so it's a big saving for people um, looking to drink you know high quality beer the subscription element is, is the best value way to do it and and that's increased a lot as a proportion of our overall base so um, when we first launched we didn't actually have the ability to offer subscription and a pinter in the same transaction we brought that in about a year after launch and we've seen our customer base 
move towards subscription. So we probably have about 50, 60% of our sales come through subscription now, something like that. Um, and I can imagine as we're approaching Christmas and Black Friday, this is a really great gift at a great price point to give to your loved ones. So how busy does it get for you at Christmas and how are you planning to cope with all of that? So you know, as we touched on, we're a relatively young company, so it's all quite uncharted in a way. And last last year, we just completely ran out of stock at Q4, basically, because we had this, we launched Pints 2. <laughs> and so it's so difficult managing, you know, I, I think stock is a hardware business. It's, it's very difficult thing to, difficult thing to manage so there's no doubt christmas is a super busy time for us and not only do people want to buy it and as a gift but also people who use pinter it's a really social time isn't it you know like if you like imagine christmas day right and you sat there everyone's come over for dinner and you're serving you know some off-the-shelf beers that are great beers but they're off-the-shelf beers or you're serving the beer made by you you know and it's fresh and like that's a massive step up and so we obviously see basically everyone who is a pinter is buying beer at Christmas, you know. So it's definitely a busy time of the year, you know. Um, so for for new customers and you know, um, you know, existing customers. And what have you done to make sure that you don't have the same problem as you had last year, which is probably the worst problem you can have, right? People banging at your door wanting this product and not having enough stock in. Yeah, I mean, so 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 we we have a much uh, you know, we've built out our team, so we have a much stronger um, supply chain team in general um, which is obviously helpful um we, we try to build in lots of resilience you know and it's so difficult because there's also, also also particularly to our businesses that the world cup's overlaid as well and so the world cup's going to be a really big event for us and again like you know it's, it's um it's a guitar and so most people won't be going to the world cup and obviously a bunch of people will be watching in pubs and things like that but also the cost of living i think we're expecting quite a lot of people to be watching at home with friends and again like to elevate your experience you know Fresh is a really nice way to do that. So we try, it's, it's very, very, very difficult to forecast the effects of Christmas, the World Cup, and all these, and, and our natural growth as well. You know, as we're still we're still growing as a business. So forecasting is probably one of our biggest challenges, I would say. And just as we wrap up now, as I said, you're number one on the UK Lightning 50 list of fastest growing brands. What does that recognition mean to you, your business, and your employees? I think it's absolutely amazing. You know, I think this year has probably been probably been the most difficult professional year I've had like it's been immensely difficult to try and you know keep everything together because we've been growing so fast and um, you know the team have worked you know just ridiculous hours and had to show so much resilience to power through everything I think to get the number one spot is just like it's just awesome isn't it you know <laughs> like I don't know it's just just like it's just yeah it's just amazing you know you, know, you just um I don't know you just work hard every week and you know, seven days a week for so long and then it's when you have these moments that you've had something great like that come through. It's like, awesome, that's just amazing. It's all, yeah. Makes all those long, long nights worth it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Ralph, it's been so interesting hearing your story and we wish you all the best in your future growth into next year and beyond. Um, and uh, yeah, good luck with everything. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome, no props. And to our audience out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back with you with another episode very soon.